Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Like, say I want to see what you're doing and who you're hanging with, and you're not posting about it on your story. I can just stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's weird. You do that? No, I don't do that. I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages and keep it between friends, and then use that money to buy something at a store with Apple Pay. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Maybe. Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC. Terms apply. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Scrubbing in with Becca Tilly and Tanya Rapp, an iHeartRadio podcast. Good having you back over there pushing the buttons. <laughs> oh, hello, everybody. We're scrubbing in. There's so much to talk about today. There's so much t- to talk about today. I literally, when Hannah texted us yesterday, I gave her just like two things off the top of my head, but really I made my own list because we have so much to cover. Well, where do we begin? I mean, well, we, a lot has happened since we actually recorded the last podcast. A lot has happened. So do we talk about Sex and the City first and then catch up on our lives or do we reverse it? Well, let's talk about last week's podcast. Okay. And my little tricky trick. So first of all, I did not realize that you had done that until Monday when Crystal posted the video on the Scrubbing In Instagram with your Instagram story. And then she clipped all the times that Becca was using these weird words or whatever. (laughs) I didn't understand. And then it literally took me a while to understand that that's what what was, what had happened. Well, I actually thought you were on drugs. I, I, well, it was just funny because like, it was like the perfect storm that made it funny because you were so stressed out about jingle ball and had so much to do that you were like in the zone (laughs) And I had blocked you from the story when I first posted it. Which, first of all, I didn't even know knew you could do that. She yeah. blocked me from her story. Yeah, you can hide your story from someone without blocking them. Which is great knowledge for me for 2022. Yeah, Instagram has some great little hidden features. Yeah. You can also unfollow people 
like I can remove followers. So like without them knowing or having to have like a nasty conversation or dialogue, if there's like a troll, I can just simply remove them from my following and then they don't see my stuff anymore. You know, by the way, speaking of 2022, do you know what word I'm removing from my vocabulary? Troll. Troll. Why? They just, we, they just get too much attention and I'm over it. What are you going to call them? I'm not going to call them. I'm not going to talk about them. Oh, I see. Okay. They don't um, exist to me. All right. Great. Yeah. Um. So speaking of troll, I was a little troll and you I was like, a little troll. I was like, just send me like funny words and I'm going to just, you know, I thought it'd be <laughs> funny to try it. But I, my whole plan was to try and do it without anyone like without laughing. So I was trying to put them in there, but your everyone's reactions were so funny that I couldn't do it like seriously because like even Mark and Easton were funny. But no, but you, t- to me, the laughter was because we kept asking you what you were on. I thought you were giggling at that. Oh yeah. Well, I was, I was like laughing at all of it, but I was like trying to, there were so many funny ones and I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to like merge this into the conversation like the crazier than a snake's armpit was a real stretch and i made it work but like it was really funny and by the way we did this call to action at the end of the podcast because i was like this was the worst podcast we've ever done in the history of 2021 <laughs> yeah tony was like ma- i hated this podcast and i was thinking i think it might be better than you realize than she thinks yeah so yeah. at the very end i did a little call to action for people to dm us thousands thousands i did by by 6 a.m monday morning meaning they listened to it right when it went up and they listened the whole way through it was thousands by 6 a.m on monday i was shook to my core it made me reinvigorated to up our notch Mm -hmm. of the podcast for 2022 because the fact that that many people were going all the way to the very end really made me feel a certain type of way. Well, people were like, who doesn't go to the end of a podcast? Because you did say that. And a lot of people messaged me and they were like, wait, who doesn't go to the end of the podcast? And I was like, yeah, where did you get that from? Because they were saying in the Facebook group that they skipped the middle. Okay, you're reading like seven comments and associating the whole that's true, that's true, listener. That's true, that's true. I do do that. Yeah, you do. I do too. Yeah. I read one email and I'm like, everyone hates me. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, just one person. Yeah. The T word. The T-R-O-L-L word. Who are such people? Who are such people? Yeah. Um, yeah. So then Easton had seen my story, I think, after we finished recording. And he was like, wait, what were the words? And I was like, <laughs> baloney, crazier than a snake's armpit, and Tanya, which Tanya was my favorite <laughs> because you were just like, like felt disrespected or something. <laughs> <laughs> that was a sneaky little game and i do have to say touche because it was funny the funniest thing is i guess you unblocked me from your story right after because i fully saw her thing but i look at instagram without audio so i didn't even connect the dots i was just like oh, okay yeah it, she said she watched it on mute so yeah. it would be when it really nothing i think i had text over it but we'll let that little I mean, you were in the zone for Jingle Ball, so I it makes sense. Ball so zone. thank you all for the entertainment because you all had me like dying laughing at the messages. And also shout out to Crystal who does our Instagram because yeah, the edit she does on the reels so and videos, funny. she crushes it. It was so funny. Um, so that was fun for me. You never know when I'm gonna. Yeah, you really stepped it up. Sneak. You really stepped it up a notch. That that thank show, I, I do you. have to say. <laughs> And then I also did want to clarify something else because um, people got a lot of DMs about this. I posted about my deodorant, the one that I'm using now. 
the deodorant, the natural deodorant that I'm using is actually called like crystal. It's like a crystal and you rub it into your armpit. And I posted it and everybody that listens to the podcast DM me and said, when you mentioned it on the podcast, I envisioned you actually taking like one of your like love crystals and like rubbing it in your Honestly, armpits. that's kind of what I thought too. That's what I, th- yeah, yeah, same. Yeah. No, it's like an actual brand That's a bummer. that I use called crystal. Yeah, so I'm because- not like some weird crystal lady, like rubbing stones on my armpits. I was like, all right. Oh, speaking of, so I'm scrolling TikTok, you know, and I don't know if it's because I follow you now that you're on TikTok, but I get all these period things now Oh, right. that weren't there before. Nice. And this one was talking about, I actually don't know. I don't want to be disrespectful to the culture, um, but basically she said she puts her period blood on her face every month for her skincare. Really? And that it like is what like is the way. Well, you know, that's like the <laughs> this is so graphic. That's the, she she was like basically like that's the blood that was going to create a child. I mean, that's what you create a human life with. And so it has like so many things in it that are so good for your, your just your body and your skin. I would totally do that. I knew you would say that. I totally would. I'm going to do some research just to make sure that <laughs> Well, just to make sure this is legit, a, a man produces um, a uh, a substance that can create life as well, and then I'm not going to go anywhere near uh, that. You should put it on your face. Well, men have really naturally good skin. I feel like it's so you know uh, you don't have to do the extra go the extra mile like like some of us. But it was a cultural. She was saying it's like in her culture. Okay. And yeah, because like the way that my cup is in my vagina, it actually collects my blood like a cup. Like yeah, it's not, so it's not messy it at all. I could pour it into, into a nice a jar. little jar and, and slap that on my face. I actually think it was um, part of the culture. Like the women, when they were on their period, aren't allowed, or this was maybe a historical thing. I don't know if it's current, but they weren't allowed to participate in um, like real, um, like practices or rituals because they, they were too powerful when they were on their period. I feel that. You feel powerful? Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, you know, I didn't ask for this on my For You page, but I'm going to bring it. It's a good <laughs> podcast. I had. I was like, I wonder if Tanya would be like, oh, that's a little much for me. Or if she'd be like, I'm so down, which down as we expect. She's down. Down. I'm going to look into it first, although I do trust you wholeheartedly. I trust you totally, completely. I'm going to do my own research mm-hmm. and then. Um, well, yeah, don't base it off one single TikTok. I mean. Done she's worse. done it before. She'll do it yeah, again. Yeah, I'm <laughs> um, like... Uh... Um, by the way, I'm confused now because a friend of my wife's, her name is Kiki, and she lives down in San Diego, and she and her friends listen. Thank you for doing that. Anyway, uh, she texted my wife and said, tell Mark I rub crystals on my armpits. So now I'm thinking, does she rub actual crystals or is she referring to the crystal brand natural deodorant? It's probably the crystal brand natural because it looks like a crystal. Wait, I was watching Mark's face while we were having that conversation and he was like looking up at the ceiling with like a totally perplexed, like, <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> I was. I was deep in thought. I find that people who really are into crystals and like crystals, that would be something that they wouldn't be opposed to doing. Right? This is also a whole foreign world to me, so I really am not sure. But it seems like people who are really into crystals. Nothing's off the table when it comes to the crystals. Yeah. yeah, but this, I, I mean, I would imagine that it's the, the crystal brand because it looks like a crystal. Okay, all right. Because cool. crystals in their right, in their truest form, are for 
um, not for like stopping smell or perspiration. They're they're for, you know, energy and things like that. So it's pulling out the toxins of your body. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the benefits, but I mean, I'll look into it. Have you been smelling good? Honestly, the crystal's working. I have like a two tiered system. They're both natural deodorants and I don't know what the other one's called, but I do the crystal after I shower and then I do the other one midday. And I think I'm, I mean, I'm definitely sweaty. Like I, like I'm dripping sweat right now, but you can't stop that without aluminum. So, so the detox is over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm using now. I'm using natural deodorant. Got it. Without right. like Good all the it. harmful things. Sure. But you just are drenched in sweat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you do for that? You can't do anything. You just like pat them dry. There's things you can do. I bet there is. They do have like pads, like that you wear, like when you're on your period. They have pads for your arms, like I actually saw that. I thought like if you were someone who was on air and you wore like light like silky blouses that show sweat marks easily that okay. would be a great what i've done that i was doing daily pop one day and i was wearing a pink silk blouse and i said i sweat really bad especially when i'm doing tv stuff she goes no problem we'll put pit pit things in your in your blouse right what i will post do? this picture in the facebook group if you want a good giggle i'll post it in the facebook group because it's me with my arm up and it's just like a pool of even with sweat. the pads, even with the pads. Oh man, so. we'll never forget when the freaking bachelor used my my photo with the one where I have sweat marks on it. Yeah, the most oh, yeah. rude. Yeah. As if they didn't have the the tactics to edit that out for me. The tactics. You know what I want to say though? Sweating is sexy. I disagree, but like it is natural and it is human. And I, I don't like that there is like a weird. Yeah. When I don't I'm love s- that you just said your armpits are like drenched next <laughs> to me. But like, I don't think it should be like this thing where we're like people are shamed for it. Yeah. When I'm at work, my workout class and I'm dripping like sweat. That's, I like stuff, that I'm though. Like, I like that. But when I'm supposed to feel pretty and like glamorous, sweating is not sexy to me. Yeah. I think you would agree with that, too. Yeah, I agree. Um, we have to get to Sex in the City. and I, I know, but I have one story that I got to tell you. Oh, no. I told you, but it's just so good because I'm going to pull up. I want to get the name of the scrubber that saw us. So oh, yeah. I talked on the podcast about when Red Star and I went to Nashville for the wedding. We sat across the flight from a guy that I had dated in the past, and they became chummy, thick as thieves, buddy, buddy. So he had been hitting us up about hanging out the three of us here in LA. He's, you know, new to LA and doesn't really have a lot of friends. And so, uh, he has been wanting to hang out with us and he lives in a certain part of town, which we were going to be at for some, um, uh, epic music event. And so I, I said, let's get drinks before. So it was me, red star. And then this guy that I dated for like, two years at this bar and yeah. I get a DM from a scrubber that her, I don't know what her name is. Oh, shout out to you. And she saw us there and she said, I have to tell you, I walk into this bar tonight and I freak out because I see you red star. And I'm thinking, how do I say hello? Suddenly I look again and I see the guy and I start crying, laughing, thinking about Nashville plane ride. I'm telling my friends, no one understands. Anyway, I regret not saying hello, but I wanted to be respectful. I just want to say, 
Uh, you and Red Star are the cutest. Also, I was crying laughing, laughing because him and Red Star gave each other the biggest hug at the end of the night. It's, <laughs> it's so funny to me. And he was asking us about dating and like th- telling us different stories about girls that he was, you know, going out with and stuff. And it's just it really is just a funny, funny scene. Well, the best part. So, well, not the best part. Tanya texts me before when they were like trying to hang out or something and she goes, yeah, um, Red Star said he can't do it. And I told him, like, I can just go with him, like, and it just be that two of us. And I was like, and she was like, he didn't like that, really, because we always talk about Red Star is like the most chill, unbothered, like never gets jealous ever. But like, she goes, yeah, he didn't really like that. And I'm like, of course he didn't <laughs> like that. Like, you dated this guy. It's not like he really is just like some friend. He's not like, oh, yeah, go take him to dinner and hang out. <laughs> I was like, you were just trying to push some buttons and you know it. She was like, you're right. And it worked. <laughs> but now we three are, you know, a trio, a which trio. I don't like. Actually, I'm more of the trio, I feel like. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, definitely you're way, 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 way oh, well, higher. Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah, but it was just funny. And the fact that a scrubbing and listener was there and saw us was mm-hmm. a delight. Brought my water and my hydro flask today. Yeah, thank you. Nice lid on there. Nice lid that shuts. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I think we take a break and come back and talk about Sex in the City because there's a lot to discuss. Yeah, and we have very op- opposing... Not very oh. opposing. We don't have very opposing, but we have opposing thoughts. So we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? (laughs) Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. 
with the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, you guys, we're back. So Sex and the City, well, the new reboot is in Just Like That is the title of it. Um, it premiered, was that Friday? Thursday. Thursday. Um, I was, so Tanya and I had different reactions and Easton. Easton, Tanya and I were texting about this and Easton was basically the first one. And he's like, you guys, like, don't, <laughs> don't even watch it basically like it sucked like it's whatever i can't remember what you said but you were basically it it didn't make me excited to watch it but that's the reaction i was seeing universally i was seeing a lot of my friends posting about it saying i can't even finish let me know if it gets better blah blah blah. so that was the sentiment that i was hearing in the in the verse well i was like one of the few people who like actually enjoyed the second movie which everyone like hated so i was like you know I'm going to give it a chance. So I turn it on. First of all, Carrie Bradshaw's hair was like the instant star of the show for me. Like her hair was incredible. But she's the only one to me that like snapped. Okay. Yes. So, okay. We agree. I felt like Carrie effortlessly was back. Like SJP was Carrie Bradshaw. Like she, in my mind, she just is Carrie Bradshaw at this point. Yeah. I felt like Miranda and Charlotte, it was forced. I didn't feel like an effortlessness there. And I felt like they were making them seem like they were like geriatric age. Oh, my God. Oh, wait, we're, we're in spoiler country, right? Like we're entering. Sp- oh, sorry. Spoiler yeah. Land. Spoiler yeah. alert. So, I know. I posted a TikTok and everybody was like, oh, my gosh, spoiler. And I was like, like stay what? off social media. Right. But I mean, I did in my caption, right. You know, when Mr. Big dies, <laughs> so I could have been a little, oh, wow. I could have been a little. Uh, that's a big one. That's a big yeah. one. Yeah. Damn. Uh, yeah. We're in spoiler country now, but um, so uh, we were texting about this. 
They make them all seem way too old. I mean, they're supposed to be like 55. That's not that old. I'm sorry. Like they're acting I know. Like they're... And they're all like losing their hair. Losing their hearing. I'm sorry. Losing their hearing. Oh, I was yeah. like, who's losing their hair? Steve is pulling out one of those like horn things you put in your ear. Like, hey, what is that, Sonny? It's just like, yes. oh my God. It was, that drove me insane. I'm like, did Steve turn 90 and I none know, of us because knew? Because to me, like 50 is the new 40. Well, and that's what I thought. I thought the whole story was going to be like they crushed it in their 30s and now they've gotten older and they're still killing it in NYC and like living their life. And we're just like catching up with them. And it felt like I like all of a sudden had this irrational fear about getting older watching. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Honestly, between the hearing loss and the death, I was just like (laughs) the death, the death. Spoiler alert again. If you haven't watched and you haven't seen this somewhere, then spoiler alert. I'm sure we'll spend a lot of time on the death, but like something else I really didn't like about this, one of the many things, Carrie's podcast. Carrie has a podcast now. Oh, no. I was ready for this. I I knew it was coming. I was ready for it to be stupid. But the thing I like even less is that it's not her podcast. She's like a third mic on another podcast. And she's like hi, I'm Carrie and I don't really know how to be on a podcast. And it just is like, it just made me so bummed because I don't think that's... I know, I was like, Carrie, just talk. She knows how to do this. Like, she's done this before. She's like, I don't know. I just like, and she comes in, she's like, oh, I'm Carrie Bradshaw and I just don't know what to say on a podcast. And because podcasts are for young people and I'm, as you can tell, not young anymore. And it's just like, I found it so infuriating. Yeah, I, I so I like went into this show watching it very, very low expectations because everybody in my life was telling me, don't watch it. It's so bad. So I start watching it and I am I watch it like 10 a.m. I wish I had a martini in my hand. I was back with my girls, <laughs> with my gal pals. I was loving life. There were cringy moments for sure, because I think what I loved about Sex and City in the 90s, the shows didn't try to be current. They were mm-hmm. just like in their own little world. Mm-hmm. And now everything's trying to be current. And I'm just, I don't want that. I, it's like, a, it's a different, it's an escape for me. I don't need them to talk about air kissing because of COVID mm-hmm. and the funerals that they had to do over Zoom. Like, I just don't, I don't need it. I don't want it. So I, that to yeah. me, that was the only thing that really like put me off. And then. That was the only thing. Yeah. Okay, the, I'm I'm with you in the sense that I was like excited. I had like I watched it and like was entertained. I just was like cringing so much at certain parts. And I oh Mark, so the other podcast host is uh, Sada Ramirez who played Cali Torres on Grey's Anatomy. Oh yeah yeah yeah. But right. she's, she's her boss. But she's non-binary, gender fluid in real life and on the show. So mm-hmm. like there's this whole conversation about talking about like sex and masturbation and Carrie's like, I don't feel comfortable talking about that, which I relate to. Like I'm definitely would say the more reserved one in those topics on our podcast. But um, the other thing I just felt like, I felt like she was such a better actress on Grey's Anatomy. Oh, cutting deep. Like, I just <laughs> feel like, no, like I felt like she was no. Callie Torres and I feel like it's, it's the same thing. Like, I hope that as the show progresses, there's more comfort with the characters in there. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, they go by they and them. Not saying that they're not a good actor. I was just saying that the character was not an effortless, like after, after being Callie Torres, it didn't feel like I could just switch my brain off like that. Well, right. But anyways, the other thing was that Cynthia or what's her name? Uh, Miranda. Yeah. We can just call them by their characters. Okay. Miranda was 
trying like there was this whole thing about trying to be she's kind of like a Karen but she's trying to be <laughs> woke me, yeah. and it was and in a sense it's relatable of like trying like we're all trying to learn and be like sensitive and but her professor she's a she has a black professor and so she's trying to not say the wrong thing so badly that she's saying everything wrong which like I think to an extent we can relate to and like as we're all learning but it got to a point where I was like what is going on like what is this like why is this still going into the second episode yeah I think there was some resolution so I think that part of it will be over I think that's an interesting point you're making though because when people are doing a tv show even today you just do a tv show you don't think we got to pack it in with current references but on reboots there is some sort of pressure to make it a fish out of water like I was at home in the 90s but whoa this 2021 world is so bizarre to me and that's not necessary you could just do everyday stuff that we all deal with. Like my daughter, the 12 year old is obsessed with friends and she watches it 24 hours a day and she never thinks to herself, wow, this feels 20 years old, even though Mm -hmm. it is because it's just everyday situations. And you could do that. Yeah, I know. That's the thing that that really turned me off. But other than that, I really was enjoying it. I was in like blissful heaven for the first, I'd say 30 minutes watching Carrie and Big like dance around their kitchen and cook dinner and seeing Harry just looking at Charlotte the way that he looks at her like Steve is Steve Um, (laughs) but I was just really in like a a euphoric state of bliss until the end of the episode did Charlotte bug you at all in the first episode Charlotte started to bother me a lot more in the second episode because I was just like really girl it's not about you it's not about you like suck up your tears and I understand because I'm very emotional and I feel like I understand why she felt at blame for it because she Mm -hmm. made Carrie go to this you know her daughter's recital and if she she hadn't been there she could have been with him and maybe saved him but it's all it's all those what ifs Mm -hmm. you know um so I understand why she was so upset about it but it was just like it's not about you yeah, because I posted like, tell me how much is Tanya a Charlotte? And and then I watched the second episode. and I was like, OK, wait, no, Tanya <laughs> is not that much of a Charlotte in this series. But back so far. in the day, I was a Charlotte. You have a lot of Charlotte. I tendencies. have a lot of Charlotte tendencies. All right. So for those of us who have a passing knowledge of sex in the city and are not going to be watching the new update because of everything that's going on today in this conversation. So big dies at the end of the first episode. Mark. <laughs> He gets on a Peloton ride, right? So he's okay, like riding yeah. his... I heard about this. I heard about the whole Peloton drama. This is so nice you putting it together for me. So he's riding his bike like he does. So he picked up his bike riding Peloton during the pandemic. So he was on his bike ride while Carrie was at the recital for Charlotte's daughter. His he, thousandth ride. His thousandth ride. He gets off the bike. He gets in the shower, turns on the shower. And then all of a sudden you feel him. You see him like grab his his shoulder or I guess heart his heart and then he kind of just like falls in the shower before he got in the shower he had texted Carrie and said let's go to the where they going to the Hamptons yeah let's go to the Hamptons tonight so Carrie like leaves the the thing she was gonna go get drinks with with her friends but she decided I'm not gonna get drinks I'm gonna go we're gonna leave tonight for the Hamptons so she comes home and he's still alive to my knowledge yeah well yeah he's like looks up at at her he's blinking And she just runs over to him and holds him and cries and kisses him. 
Doesn't call 911. Doesn't call 911. <laughs> doesn't perform CPR. And then all of a sudden the episode ends and she said, and just like that, Big, Big died. died. <laughs> what? Yeah. Wow. I started laughing. Once that happened, I was like, this is how they can do it. I'm sorry. Like, and just like that, Big died. Like, are you kidding me? Like, if I, I like, I don't even want to put that scenario on myself. Why would you not call 911? Well, a lot of people are saying that she, like, maybe she knew, like, this is it. Like, I'm just going to hold him and, like, Well, because they're there, all 100 like, years old, you know, maybe it was his Yeah, time. They're, they're on their, they're, like, literally, they're on their outs because they're <laughs> geriatric. So, um, I think, I don't know. I don't that I was so upset because there, it felt like and it was in slow mo. You can and still stuff. also hold like you can hold them and care for them. It's called a cell phone. You pick up your cell phone nine one one, holding even, your your husband and calling nine one one. Oh, thank you for the visual. <laughs> I just feel like I. Why didn't she do CPR or something? This Nothing. is a lesson everyone should know CPR because like she was just trying to kiss him and I'm like he cannot kiss. He is dying. Help. Yeah, that yeah. was. A bizarre. This is what I think happened. I think Chris, is it Chris Noth? Chris Noth. Let's just call him Mr. Big. Oh, Mr. Big. Big did not want to be fully in the series, but he was like, listen, I'll, I'll be in this first episode to have the storyline end. Um, and that's what he did. And I, I, I feel like at least it wasn't just like, where's Big? Oh, he left Carrie. I mean, I'm not even like the biggest Big fan. Like, I wasn't even like, oh my gosh, he's the most amazing man. And like, wow. You know, it's always Team Aiden. I know Easton has issues with this. What if they bring Aiden? Oh, man. Uh, Easton it, might not even watch. Well, no. So I do want to talk about why I think that they killed him off because I went through a spiral. I was crying. I didn't stop crying for hours. And then I couldn't watch the second episode because I was crying too much. So I had to watch wow. it the next. Yeah. The yes. death really shook me. Like poor Red Star because I was like, I don't want to like wait in life anymore. Like, I just want to like do oh things today. Like, I don't know. Yeah, because like poor I went down a spiral. Red Star is yeah. right. So the next day I watched the second episode and uh, which was even worse. And I was sobbing during that one as well. But then I was reading articles about why they killed him off. And it's because they want to show what dating in your 50s. Well, that's what looks I was like. going to guess. Then now she's single and now she can go out and, and meet boys and. It's like the old days. She's going to be like on the apps and like trying to do, you know what I mean? Like in the old days, she didn't have the apps. So she's going to be probably uh. on the apps and doing all that stuff. But I was like, couldn't they have killed Steve? <laughs> I'm honestly, I know it's so harsh, but like, I'm so with you on that. Like that, we didn't even get to see Carrie and big at all because no. the series ended with could. them, you know, getting married or whatever or the movie. And then we never got to see their day to day. Yeah. But they couldn't have, they couldn't have, I mean, you if he didn't want to be in it, then there was no... Well, if your theory is correct, but your theory is not standing on a leg of, of truth. I think there is an article that said he didn't want to be a part of this full series. I, I remember that article. like having conversations that he wasn't going to be in it at all. And we were talking like, are they going to kill him like before the show mm -hmm. starts? Or is he just going to leave? Like those are the two options. And then he's back. And I was all excited because Carrie and Big are the only couple that don't have a child. And I was like, oh, they're going to like do this thing of like, should we ever have kids? Like what's going on with my legacy? Like that kind of thing as like Miranda and Charlotte's children are like having these big life moments. I was excited for that as a childless man who's getting older. Uh, but no, they take him from me before my very eyes. I have to watch him die. Oh, my God. Yeah, it that was, was crazy. That was oof, emotional. So I'm hoping the first two episodes were like 
emotional setting the scene. And I'm hoping the rest of the series is fun dating Carrie, the girls. I will say this. I'm very much looking forward to the next episode. Me too. So they did their job because they okay. got everyone talking. <laughs> Everyone's like, even literally Haley and I were talking about it. And she never watched it. And she goes, wait. So, and I was telling her like in dramatic fashion, what happened is if she care. And she actually did care. And she was like, wait, can I see this scene? And I was like, wow. So people, I think even Mark, even though we didn't sell it to you with this conversation, I do <laughs> think they got people talking enough that people were like, I'm going to see what this is all about. Like I had people mess respond to my um, post and they were like, I didn't even watch ever watch sex in the city, but I watched this episode. I can't believe they killed him off. So like <laughs> yeah, that people are talking about it. I posted that video of myself crying mm-hmm. and I said like, what the, f-? sorry. Uh, and i got again inundated with dms of people because people were just so shook by it Mm -hmm. so and uh, and one more question where's samantha she's just like Um, off in paris or something i was gonna ask uh, about that great question thank you well she's in london because carrie was her um client client and carrie basically was like i can't take you on anymore and fired her as a client and so Samantha didn't handle it well, and she moved to London. So they, she's alive. So I, I and think she's not like responding to any of their texts no, and stuff. She's not. But but um, Carrie gets to the funeral, and she didn't want any flowers there. Wait, what? You no, said- just this part was the only part that really hit me emotionally. Me was too. I, too. Like, oh my me God. too. Me I too. Had, I had chills and tears. And there was like this beautiful like floral arrangement on top of the casket, and. Carrie's like, where are the funeral planners? Like I said, I didn't want any flowers. He wouldn't want flowers. And she goes, well, we know you said you didn't want flowers, but um, here, this is who they're from or something. And she opens the card and it says, love Samantha or something. And so she goes, keep the flowers. So there was like some peace there. Yeah, which I enjoyed. Mm -hmm. I just hated how they, I know that Samantha, I know that Kim Cattrall wasn't going to do it. And that should have been a reason to not do this at all. But uh, (laughs) like, the thing that really upset me was, um, I don't know if you remember the Lizzie McGuire movie, but Miranda is not in the movie. And in the very beginning, they go, she's at home visiting her parents in Mexico or something like that. And it's just like, I just always hate like the like actress doesn't want to come back. They're now on a long trip somewhere. <laughs> well, I really think that they thought they could convince her to come back or something. Yeah. So here's my theory. They set this up like they're all like feeling old and like in a rut in their life and people are dying people are dying and they're like feel like they're not living and they're like like life is flashing by and i think there's going to be this switch also correct me if i'm wrong there was something going on with uh che as sada ramirez character che and miranda Miranda. i agree and i think she's going to be over steve's geriatric ways (laughs) and i don't know if she's going to I don't know what's going to happen, but she and, won't cheat. She'll break up with him. And, well, it might be that because Cynthia Nixon is a lesbian in real life. So maybe there was that like just natural chemistry. Right, that they we're reading have. into it too much. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think I was like, I was like, I think that was something. So we'll see that what happens there. But I think like Miranda's going to dye her hair back red. I think there's just going to be this all of a sudden the switch. Oh, where I they're can't like, wait. I'm, I am foaming at the mouth for the next episode. I am. I am fully in. I am happy. I am ecstatic. And I'm also annoyed at everybody talking shit on my girl, Charlotte. She was just very selfish. No, what, no, no, what no she- not about her character, about her face. 
Oh, what? I didn't see anything. Yeah, there's a lot of talks about her face and the way that she looks so like too much filler, mm. too much this, too much that. And it's like, you know what? You're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. If if she likes her face like that. I honestly thought everyone looked great. Like I was like, I. that's why I was so annoyed that they were making them seem so old because I was like, everyone looks so good. The fashion felt so good. Like, I don't know. I just thought it was. It didn't need to go in that weird direction, but maybe there's a purpose for it because yeah. they have everyone They're gonna talking. They're going to have like a, a um, rejuvenation. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. It was so great seeing Stanford again and being Stanford, but like, oh my oh, God, no, that was another I'm like... Sca- I'm scared for, for that. What are they going to do with that? I don't know, but I can't handle another one on the show. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, Stanford, what... I don't want to... What is Willie Garson is the actor's name. He passed away during filming. So I think he's in the first four episodes, but yeah, I don't know what, I don't know what happens, but I was like, this is, I read about it and I was like, this is devastating. And he's pretty significant. In those first two episodes, like he gets a lot of yeah, screen time. He's, you know, yeah. uh, uh, that was, that was heartbreaking just to see him. Cause it was, he, he was one of the like characters. I was like really excited to come back. And, I know. You yeah. know what I did love though, because I think everybody can relate to this when, she gets Big's ashes and she calls Stanford yes. and Miranda, but she doesn't call Charlotte um, because you have those friends and you're like, you know what I mean? Like you have friends that you have in your life for different purposes. They all bring a different energy. They all bring a different piece of advice. So it's like, I have those friends in my life that like I go to, if I need advice about this, or if I need advice about this, I have different friends that I go to. And I like that. Carrie has that as well. Yeah. And that was kind of where I kind of I I understood Charlotte's pain of like, why didn't you call me first? But it was also like, this is not about you, Charlotte. Yeah. Chill. That part wasn't like you. Thank you. But I know my strengths and my weaknesses, and I don't think I'm not good at handling that either. So I wouldn't be offended. Yeah, if, I would if, see if, you crying at a funeral home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, while, like, helping you t- pick somebody, yeah. pick out a casket for somebody, I'd be crying more than you. Yeah. And then the funeral director comes in or the mortician and, and they like address Tanya like before they address me because she's crying harder. That feels pretty accurate. It did feel pretty accurate. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, I it's interesting because even though I was like, this is so crazy and there were so many things I didn't like, I, I've been talking about it and thinking about it since I watched it. So someone did something right. I there you go. That's all they want is eyeballs and people talking. Yeah. That's a win. Yeah. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for the eligible bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. 
I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if... no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And then Peloton comes out. Oh, my God. Wait. Like, within how many hours? Like, 72 hours. Okay, so I read the article. Oh, what happened? Uh, It was Ryan Reynolds' marketing company, right? They reached out to Mr. Big. Within, I guess it was within 24 hours of the episode airing. They were in talks with Peloton already. So they get Mr. Big on board. They film, they shoot, they get contracts, all this within literally 48 hours and put out this ad. And he's like, the, the ad was basically Mr. Big with an actual Peloton instructor saying the one like, that was his the, Peloton. Oh, like yeah. Sa- yeah mm-hmm. Saying, and just like that, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was a Peloton ad and it was so well done because it wasn't bashing sex in the city. It was just kind of a nod to it. And it was just the fact that they did that. I love cherry on top. Ryan Reynolds reads the disclaimer at the very end, and then really quickly, he's like, uh, "Now valid in all fifty states, he's alive." <laughs> and just like, yeah, yeah, very funny. 
Yeah, and they were like, Peloton actually increases health. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, touche. It yeah. was very well done by all, everybody involved. Everyone, round of applause. But I do want to know how much they paid Mr. Big to be in that. He must have got a big paycheck for that. Because Peloton mm-hmm. was probably foaming at the mouth to get that done. They, mm-hmm. He could have been like, I want $50 million. And they would have been like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right, honestly. You're right. Yeah. True. If anybody listening knows... DM me. I just, I'm very curious. Yeah. Anyone in his paycheck on that ad? Yeah. That might come out. That could be news that comes out. I'd um, love it. So, yeah, that's our review. If you didn't even watch, then that was probably a terrible segment for you. Uh, so, I watched Crazy Anatomy. <laughs> I might be the only one. I watched Crazy No, oh, I watched yay. it. Uh, yeah. But wait, uh, but I just want to say, too, to Mr. Big, if he did get a big, which he probably did get a big paycheck from Peloton. I want to say that as sex and city fans, I appreciate that he did, even though he is now dead, I appreciate that for our sake, he came back and he wanted to, you know, like be a part. So mm-hmm. the bigger the closure p- gave me closure. Mm-hmm. So bring on his paychecks, you know, Samantha. <laughs> Your move. Done, done. Uh, yeah. Big is my favorite of Carrie's men. I'm I'm glad we got to see him. I'm very sad he's gone. If this uh, paves the way for Aiden to come back, I will literally cancel my HBO Max account. I'll be f- wow. absolutely furious. <laughs> no. I will be furious. I did say, I was like, if HBO Max does anything to my precious little Harry, oh, I will have words I, with and, them and, and I will Tanya, spam Harry's them. safe. No one cares. I mean, everyone <gasps> likes him, but like he's not like no one cares, you know, <laughs> if they do anything to him and Charlotte, I will have words. I will spam them with hate. I will do things. No, no, you're, I think you're good. But um, I, I guarantee Aiden shows up at some point. He's confirmed to come back. And I'm. Oh, yeah. Like he, the actor signed on. Um, And I'm not happy about this. Oh I, God, it's going to so suck. Happy. It's going to Aiden sucks. I hate him. Okay. That's watch my big, ba- you, watch my big fat was- Greek wedding and you'll think different. I've seen my big fat Greek wedding. He's fine in that. I just don't like the character of Aiden. Wait, the actor's you thought fine. he was emotionally manipulative? Is that what it was? Yes. And that's going to happen right. again to a grieving Carrie Bradshaw. That's going to happen again. No, Mark I think it's just going to be so sweet and like comforting to her. I don't think they're going to date. I just think he's going to yep. show up for her. If if they don't date, if he just shows up and offers some kind words, that will be the way to keep me on board. <laughs> I don't want them to date. What if he what if the, what if he comes back and totally like changes all your feelings about Aiden? I, I mean, that'll be a first. But uh, and just like we that, he apologizes. He apologizes for being so manipulative in the past. Then I'm going to be a better if, person. If there's a scene where he's like, I shouldn't have replaced your laptop. I'm very sorry. I shouldn't have done that. Then I'd be down with that. He's been in therapy for 18 years. No, he's better. Yeah. Oh, well, wow. we think we hope. Yeah. yeah, who knows? Okay. Um. Well, is it just me and Mark who watch Grace? Yeah. All right, well, Mark. Let's wait. talk about it. Well, we don't have to spend much time on it. We can move on. I think. Well, we've... there's yeah, not we a lot emails. to talk about, but there is some stuff to talk about. Joe um, I, and Link are going to end up together. I'm all for that. They're the two most attractive people on the show. I'm all for those two together. <laughs> me too. I always, I always felt like it was going to be them, and then they always seem to pull apart but that's definitely inevitable right i think so and i and i'm i'm here for it she's gonna pine for him while he pines for amelia for a second and but maggie's then they're gonna back to- tanya maggie's back so that's you know come on okay well she uh, had a baby in real life <laughs> okay great so she did that and then um amelia's definitely gonna end up with the new doctor definitely there's oh, the um i don't know name? their name yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um, 
What happened with Meredith and oh, just nothing. Review. Well, she saved his uh, donor's life in the in surgery. Remember, he was in the room. Yeah, Pete but it wasn't like. I mean, yeah, right? It wasn't a big step forward in the relationship. In fact, it might have been a step back. Yeah, he seemed kind of off or something about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, but so mainly it was Link and Joe and. But why do they do those cheat the. The cheesy scene of how the actor fell on the play and they're like, is anyone know, a doctor? You know what? I know. And I had the same Mark, thought. Because so, it wasn't always like this. They had those crazy scenarios that seemed unrealistic, but it was not like that. So Lincoln Joe took their kids to a little theater in the park and, the, and it's Rapunzel. And so the prince is climbing Rapunzel's hair and he falls off of her hair because he has a heart attack or something, and he cracks open his leg on the stage. And they're like, is there a doctor in the house? Now, I get it. And I did roll my eyes when it happened because it's kind of hilarious that everywhere they go, this happens. But I also like them showing off their superpowers of being doctors and how cool that is that anytime anybody injures themselves anywhere, they can just jump into action and be the heroes. And I think that's kind of neat. Do you know what's like? So whenever I've been on a plane and something like that has happened, it's not like that. It's not, is there a doctor in the plane? <laughs> then somebody comes on the intercom and says, uh, we have a medical emergency. Is there anybody, you know, any doctor on the flight? It gets very calm, cool, collected. I've never experienced anything where they're flailing around. <laughs> is there a doctor? Well, it's a theater in the park. Uh, well, <laughs> it, it's either, I don't think it's, I don't think it's Camilla Luddington or uh, Chris Cormack. I think it's the writing. I don't know. Yeah. There's just something that's, that got so corny because Grace has always uh, been known for having like ridiculous scenarios. It is so that's ridiculous. not they, new. They, they, they use the fake sword to like uh, secure the tourniquet. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Um, they used but, EpiPens from the crowd to give the guy the Epi he needed because there are enough people there who are still just sitting in their seats, even though this was all going on to yeah. get because with with peanut allergies, they all had EpiPens. Anyway, it was kind of silly. <laughs> But I think we spent enough time talking about TV shows that a good portion of the audience probably didn't watch. Yeah, I would also just, in case anybody does work for HBO Max, if they would like to borrow my single just like that. Um, oh my oh. God, Tanya, I thought about that. I know, I did too. Uh, if anybody would like the rights to use it, uh, HBO Max, Wait. slide into my DMs. <laughs> what was the one that was like had like a beat to it? James uh, Maslow. James Maslow, yeah. And just like that, huh? Just like that. That was like our opening podcast. Yeah, live yeah, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I did think about oh, yeah. that. We, so. gotta, we have to do our contest for a new opening for the show. Oh, yeah. We I don't think people forget. were submitting because no, Amy didn't say anything. So I figured nobody was submitting anything. Oh, well, submit them to us. Well, how do they do that? On Facebook? On Instagram. DM. Can you DM like a song like that? Yes. All right. I don't know. Can you? I don't know if you can. Or video, just video a clip of the song. You we can have an that. email address. Right. Becca's the more tech savvy of the two of us. So well, we have Easton here. So Easton's the tech savvy. Yeah. Send, I don't send them to burden me. burden you with that. Easton at iHeartMedia.com. Send those over. Flood my yeah. inbox. Yeah. Even if it's just ideas, they don't have to be fully produced songs if you have an idea that might be cool I've, yeah, yeah right. we're open okay. to creative suggestions i will say i've gotten some dms with ideas but they were all just like you should use the theme song from Grey's anatomy and i'm like yeah it's kind of been taken <laughs> so i don't think we can <laughs> i don't think we have the funds for the rights of yeah that. i don't yeah. think we can use yeah. that one but other ideas <laughs> i'll take 
Yeah. Okay, great. All right. Um, do, uh, do we have an email? We have a couple of them, but first, let's take a break. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for the eligible bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how, I don't know where, I don't know what. God, if you show me, God, if you tell me, God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, we're back with emails. Mark? This first one is a rarity. It's not about dating. Allison says, I'm a single 27-year-old modern woman, and I recently moved back to my hometown after working in a different city for two years. Before I left town, I was in a Bible study with a group of friends, some of whom were married and some were not. The group has changed slightly in the past two years. It is now made up of four married couples and one other single guy, but just to know, there's nothing romantic between me and this single guy. Well, since I've moved home, they've invited me back to join the group, but they will do other things together outside of Bible study night, and they won't invite me. They go to movies, they go to the farmer's market, they go to dinners as a group. They don't ask me to come except to the Bible study. What do I do? That sucks, first of all. And you know, sometimes... Uh, like with Bible studies, there's this idea of, especially the leaders, sometimes there's like include everyone, invite everyone to the Bible study. But sometimes people want to be invited to like things outside of the Bible study. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I think they f- may feel like they're really doing their part as your friend by inviting you to that thing that you all do weekly and that are a part of and that that is part of your like faith and something that's really important to you. But they don't either know, I don't know if it's intentional or not that they're not inviting you, but if everyone else is there, it's like, why I would feel the exact same way as you. Like, why am I being invited to one thing, but like left out of everything else? So what's your advice? I would, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that I would do what my advice is, but what I would hope I would be able to do, Allison is have a conversation with someone that you feel the safest and most comfortable with of the group and say, Hey, you know, I love being a part of this group and it's part of my routine. I love everyone in here and it makes me feel like I'm a part of something, but I would love to be a part of the other social things that y'all do. And sometimes I feel really left out from those things. When I see y'all together, is there, um, you know, like if y'all do something or go to the movies or Allison, I have the best idea. What if you plan the event? Like, what if you plan the outing? Like, yeah, that's what I would. That's what I was gonna say. Just have like you start planning events, mm-hmm. inviting them over to your your place for you know whatever and, cheese night. Yeah, cheese night. And like if if you like you say, hey, I want to go see a movie, or hey, let's go to eat, or hey, come over and let's you know watch a show, something. And then if if people aren't showing up, then I think it's time you evaluate finding new friends. Yeah, but I also think sometimes, too, you know, like you can't control anybody else in your life. You can only control the way that you react to it. So if they're not inviting you to things, I think my first my first step would be to invite them to do things with you outside. Um, But also, you know, I had a Bible study where it was just that I had one of my best friends in the Bible study with me. So she and I had a relationship outside of it. But other than that, we were just we would meet every other week and we would do our Bible study and it, it it was what it was. You know what I mean? Like, I think that people are in your life for different reasons and 
you can maybe like, that's what they're in your life for. And if maybe you make other friends to do socializing with or whatever. Actually, and I just read that's been two years since you were originally in this group of people and they've gotten married. It's a different dynamic now. So it might just be that it's like maybe they think like, oh, she might not want to be around us like married couples. Like they might not even realize that you even want to be apart. So it might be worth communicating. And that might look like you making the plan so that they understand that you do want to hang out with them. So I think it's just you like you're the one who kind of left for a couple of years and now you're coming back. So it's kind of you finding your place in the group again with the changes. Yeah. Good advice. I have nothing to add. Wow. This is anonymous. She says, I've been with my boyfriend almost six years. We're both 23 years old. So high school sweethearts. We now live together, but have very opposite schedules. He works evenings and midnights. I have a normal nine to five. There are many days we don't see each other, and it's hard to find time to spend together, especially intimate time. Probably about a year into our relationship, we had a conversation about porn because he watched it. I told him I didn't like that, and I don't want him. I don't want that to continue. I have many reasons why I think this, and I expressed them all, and he understood, and he stopped. The other night, porn came up, and I asked him as a joke, have you been watching it? Well, he says he has started again. He blamed it on our opposing schedules. He's broken boundaries before, but nothing serious. But I feel like this is a major boundary crossed. I believe in a way this is cheating. He had a sexual experience with someone who was not me. I don't know if this is worth throwing away six good years and all the hard work we've done to get to where we've gotten to, or if you have any advice on how to work things out. You want to leave? I'm torn. Oh. I'm torn because... I don't see it as cheating, but she does. Mm -hmm. And if she sees it as cheating, then, and he's not stopping. To me, that feels like you shouldn't continue on. If it feels like cheating to her, then that's for her. You know what I mean? Like that's how she feels. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't be able to continue on with somebody if I felt like I was being cheated on. Yeah. But that's just not personally how I feel because to me, porn is very, I mean, I don't like it. I wouldn't want Red Star watching it either, but I don't think I would, I would break up with him if he started. But there are certain things that maybe if he did that, that would make you feel like a boundary had been crossed that other people might not see as a boundary. I think the whole issue is she communicated that it was a boundary that something she didn't like and he... And he stopped, but then he continued doing it. And she feels betrayed in a sense that her conversation and her feelings were not heard still. And he and blamed, blames it on their opposing schedules. But like, that's life, dude. Figure it out. I think that it's... Def- I don't know that... This is me personally. I think it's worth having a conversation again and like really expressing how hurtful it is that that, that line was crossed for you and that you do feel like there's this sense of like, cheating element to it where you feel that he had that you know a sexual experience that someone with someone that wasn't you but I think that they're also I don't know that just going straight to breaking up with someone after six years if you have a healthy and good relationship unless you're just like looking for a way to out or something I don't know yeah that conversation will tell you a lot like if he expresses remorse and promises to do better and all that stuff then i think maybe you give him that chance but if he if he digs in his heels and he's like why are you so controlling and all this sort of stuff then i don't know maybe it's 
maybe he's and that that's more important to him than the relationship and that would be sad but i think you'll be able to see a lot of that from that conversation so i think it's worth another conversation i don't think it's worth throwing out six years but you'll know more after that conversation and i hope it works out for you and you got to remember he's 23 i mean look i know a lot of people listening are 23 but 23 year old boys they're just kids. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. they are. And, and and men are in in many ways. I mean, I'm 50, and in a lot of ways, I'm still kind of a 14-year-old boy. You know, it's just, there's, it's always kind of there. But when you're 23, it's really, really there. So, and do they just, like, want to boink all the time? Yeah. <laughs> boink? But it's, not, but it's not just that. It's also this teenage mentality of just, like, sneaking around and, you know, and, and, you're, and, and looking at that stuff. And I don't know. It's just kind of a... A mindset that's got to evolve and it will at some point. Yeah. I'm with you though. I mean, I think you have the conversation. How he responds to the conversation will be your answer. Plus, I also don't know how, you know, as a guy with daughters, it's a concern how prevalent it is among teenage boys today. I'm not aware of that. When I was a kid, yeah. When I was a kid, you had to go to great efforts to see it. Now it's piped into their bedroom at a high rate of speed 24 hours a day. Yeah. And that's, that's going to be really interesting how that affects dating and society over the next 20 years. But um, so I don't know what that's like. So maybe it's just kind of a regular thing for guys his age. And that's not something they want to change because that's they've been living with it that way for a long time. OK, so you bring up the whole porn thing and how that's going to change sexual whatever. I would like to talk about sex robots maybe in the next podcast yeah well that'll be another conversation for another day (laughs) because i've had this conversation with friends of mine about how they think like some women just don't want to deal with men and their cheating ways and their bs and like these sex robots are going to look and feel and talk like humans so So you just have a sex robot instead of a man is what the point is correct Sure. I, I don't know how any women are straight, to be honest with you. I don't get it. Yeah, I, I don't exactly. See, I, don't, I don't see what the appeal is here. Men so, have yeah, nothing sure. to offer. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Sincerely. No, I disagree. I do disagree. Oh, well, thanks, but yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I don't see it. Yeah. But the fact that y'all are both two men saying that is a little concerning. Yeah, well, y'all are two of the better men yeah, that I I'm know. Yeah, like food so. for thought. Nice. Food for thought. Yeah. We'll we'll take that into consideration. <laughs> yeah, especially from like the sexual point of view. Like I, I just I just feel like uh, sex with a man is nothing but disappointing, and and ups- and at times upsetting. I'm being serious. Yeah, he's right. Yeah, <laughs> I would say that's true more often than not. Yeah, I think both genders have a lot to offer, and I'll leave it at that. You're very sweet, Becca, but it's not true. <laughs> You know, the funny thing when we were at Jingle Ball, I was saying like Doja Cat was performing and I guess I, I've never, I know what Doja Cat looks like, but I've never like seen her perform or anything. She's so like hot that I was like, do I want to be her or do I have like a crush on her? Like I was like, where do you draw the line? Hard to say. Tanya was like, stop filming. And I'm like, (laughs) Becca's like filming Doja Cat. Becca was the person that was filming the screen you know like the people that film the screen that they're on i was like are we 50 are we in sex in the city and you're 65 years old filming the screen that doja cat no, is i was on? doing a cool like transition from oh, stage yeah, to yeah, screen yeah. literally <laughs> one of my videos tanya goes why are you filming that it's like you ruined it there. yeah i did get a lot of dms because uh we were all actually i loved it so much because we were all there's like seven of us smushed in a 
in four seats of Jingle Ball. (laughs) So it was like all my best friends just like smushed into like four seats. And so Red Star, like we would be dancing and he like, I I was filming Becca, he'd put his arm around Becca and I'd have some DMs from people being like, I don't like the way his arm is around her. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh my my God, God. these people get some new friends. The T words. Yeah. Uh, Tanya, you might have bailed on this, but did you see the Dave episode that Doja Cat is in? What season? Two. No, I think we a, just started season two. There's an episode of Dave that Doja Cat features in prominently, and you will feel even more drawn to her, I think, after that episode. Really? She's Is great. she funny? She's, she's funny. She's great in it. She's just very appealing. And and, that, and that's honestly, I think my favorite Dave episode is that one. I think it stands pretty well on its own, too. Like, if you haven't seen yeah, the rest yeah, yeah. of Dave, you can just watch that. And just like, if you That's know who, who Little Dickie and Doja Cat are, you'll enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. There was just something about she's she can dance. She could sing. She just has a cool presence. Her body's insane. Her makeup looked great. There was just like. Yeah, she's cool. Yeah. Um, but she was one of my favorite interviews at the Billboard Awards. You got sure. to interview her? Mm-hmm. I got to give her her award. What? I know. Tanya. You're so cool. <laughs> Harry Styles and Doja Cat. Stop. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that about wraps it up. Sorry if you're not a Sex in the City or Grey's Anatomy fan or TV fan in general. Today's episode is not for you. Um, <laughs> and just like that, we lost some listeners. And just like that. <laughs> and just like that. <laughs> and just like that. Our listeners dropped. <laughs> yeah. But now that I know that people listen to the end, I do have some homework. So, oh. uh, you know, I love homework. Mm-hmm. And we're rounding out the year, we're rounding out 2021, and I would just like to know from our Scrub sisters, their peaks and their pits of this season of the podcast. So things that they really loved, things that they hated, I want to hear it. So DM me those. Yeah. DM me just to say, hey, if you think about it, (laughs) so that I feel included. You can, um, do you want, do you want them to see them too? I can say DM both of us. Yeah. They DM, a lot of people DM me last time. It was nice. I felt included. Okay. DM I mean, both it of was us. my prank, so I would hope that I would feel included. Your but, you know, peaks just, and your pits, because I will compile a list. All right, cool. On that note, have a great week, everybody. Bye. Love you. Presented by 21 Seeds. Hey, you know how we're always trying to keep our girls' nights exciting with new cocktails? Uh, yeah. Well, here's something that's going to flip the 21 Seeds infused tequila. Wait, you already know? Of course. 21 Seeds is an award-winning tequila infused with juice from real fruit. Yeah, so you only need two or three ingredients to make the perfect cocktail. But did you know that 21 Seeds is founded by two sisters and their friend? Sounds like there's a good story behind that for sure. So listen, if you love tequila, you have to try 21 seeds infused tequila enjoy responsibly 21 seeds diageo new york new york when you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year 100,000 mile limited warranty you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible visit your local kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner kia movement that inspires Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. A new season of Bridgerton is here. 
And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.